Welcome to Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Soundprints for the week of May 9, 2021. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind had originally scheduled its spring fundraising auction on Friday, May 7, but due to circumstances beyond our control, it has been postponed to Friday, May 21. Watch the KCB email list, the ACB conversation list, ACB leadership list, and others for the complete list of auction items. Anyone anywhere can participate in this auction. It will be held on Zoom and will be broadcast on ACB radio. You must register in order to receive the special Zoom link so that you can bid. Registration is free. Call the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598 by Wednesday, May 19, to register or for more information. The following announcement was posted by Tyson Ernst on ACB Leadership at 12.28 p.m. this afternoon, May 9. Over the last several months, many of our members have complained of the lack of access to Clubhouse for those with the Android-based cell phones. Today, as this is being written, the Creator is announcing the launch of the Android version beginning today. Sadly, there is still not a desktop version or landline version. It is unlikely that a landline version will ever come into being, but the rollout of Clubhouse on Android is a huge leap in access for our members who do not own an Apple product. The platform is still an invitation-based sign-up, so if you want to receive an invitation and do not know someone already on the app, please send an email with the subject line of Clubhouse, C-L-U-B-H-O-U-S-E, to community, C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y, at acb.org, and include your cell phone number. The membership team will send your phone number to one of the many people who have volunteered to pass out invites for ACB members, and you will receive a text message from one of those people containing your invitation. Click on the link, and it will take you to the download page on the Play Store or to the app if you already have it. Then it is a simple and accessible process to sign up for an account. Thank you to all for being so patient, and we hope to see you in the clubhouse. And join Club ACB for some great content. All of the following events are virtual. Participate from your computer, cell phone, or landline on Zoom by dialing 669-900-6833 and entering code 862-9889-6972. The Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, in Owensboro will hold its May meeting on Tuesday, May 11 at 1 p.m. Central Time. The speaker will be Debbie Warman, an instructor from the Hadley School for the Blind, and the topic will be gardening and container gardening. Tri-State Library Users, the Kentucky chapter of the Library Users of America, invites everyone to its next meeting on Saturday, May 15 at 11 a.m. 
The Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its Board of Directors meeting for May on Monday, May 17 at 8 p.m. Eastern. Board meetings are open and guests are welcome. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision invites you to its next Low Vision Support Group call on Wednesday, May 19 at 7.30 p.m. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind invites everyone to its next bingo on Friday, May 14 from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. This is a special bingo because we'll be teaming up with Kim Charlson and her bingo players from the Perkins Library for the Blind. We hope everyone will grab their boards and come on along for an evening of fun and a chance to make some new friends. The Zoom number for this call is 669-900-6833 and the code is 617-972-7240. Applications for the $1,000 Kentucky Council of the Blind 2021 Scholarship are due on June 1. Applications for the 2021 KCB Tech Grants are also now being accepted. For more information on who is eligible and how you can apply, call the KCB office at 502-895-4598 or visit the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. The following announcements are included in Dots and Dashes published by ACB each week. From the May 7 Dots and Dashes, we find ACB expands hours on Be My Eyes. For the past year, the American Council of the Blind, ACB, has proudly been a part of the specialized help on the Be My Eyes platform. We receive calls from folks in search of blindness-related resources, information on ACB, and our affiliates and programs, and other related topics. Up until now, and with the help of dedicated volunteers, we have been doing this on a part-time basis. But starting this week, we are now open on Be My Eyes during business hours, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. The Be My Eyes app can be downloaded free of charge on the App Store for iOS and the Google Play Store for Android. Learn more about Be My Eyes here, www.bemyeyes.com. On page two this week, our roundabout was filled with tips and ideas and opinions related to home, reading, technology, and many other things. Roundabout is two hours long, so we can't possibly bring you all of the action. But thanks to Adam Rushevel, we are able to bring you part of the conversation from the May 7 roundabout. We hope you enjoy this week's sound prints, and we hope that you will give us a call at 502-895-4598 with your feedback, your ideas, and your suggestions for future sound prints. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. Page two. Well, welcome everybody. We're glad you're here for Roundabout. Um, obviously, we're not auctioning tonight, but we will be auctioning in two weeks. And so please plan to be there at uh, a little before seven so we can be ready to begin 
auctioning things off at 7 o'clock. Um, and Michael will be the auctioneer. Uh, so I, I'm not sure we saw it last week, but congratulations, Natalie, on being one of the leadership fellows. Thanks. That's really cool. Um, that was five people chosen um, to be a J.P. Morgan Chase fellow for this year, and that means that um, Natalie will not only uh, be participating as one of those, but that she will be going to Omaha next year as a um, as a leadership fellow. So uh, she's getting two conventions for the price of one. And <laughs> ACB will be paying her way to Omaha next year. So, congratulations. Thanks. And who's got an announcement? I, I, I do, David. You- At KCCLV's next support call meeting, uh, Wednesday, May 19th, we're going to be having the people from the um, Cooking Without Looking podcast speaking with us. And uh, they're going to be taking questions and comments, so we're really excited about that. Look for, stay tuned for more information on our Facebook page sometime next week. Let's go on and start our discussion. Um, tonight is one of those nights where um, there's not a specific plan. We don't have a specific list of things that we want to you know, list off the top 20 or something like that. This, we want to invite you to share some of your tips and ideas with everybody. And um, that can be on any number of topics. They can cover technology or uh, whatever your favorite kitchen device is or... Um, you know, how do you organize something? How do you label things? There are just, uh, you know, what's your favorite app? There's all kinds of things that we can talk about. I'll ask a question to begin, but if you don't like this question, you can just change it and do something else. I'm going to just try to open the discussion um, by asking what is either um, your a favorite kitchen aid, a favorite um, tool in a kitchen that you use for something, or what is your least favorite tool? And and I'll, I'll give mine, just to give you an idea, my least favorite tool is, I think, an item that um, often gets given out as one of the, oh, one of the devices that helps blind people cook and if i could just i I, I find it to be almost totally useless and that is the you know the uh, it's like a pair of tongs but it's it's the um the pair of uh it's the device that has the two like spatulas at the end of it one on either side and you're supposed to put it under your um, put your hamburger in it, turn it over, or help it turn, help you turn things. And I just find that to be a total waste of time. But that's just me. Um, but if I could just get rid of something, I, that would be what I'd get rid of. I'd just say, well, let's don't waste time with that. 
there's a lot of things like that. There's a lot of other things that are very helpful. So I'm going to open the floor and let you all talk about um, wherever you want this to go. And uh, if you want to start off and say uh, you just love the the double spatulas that I don't like, that's fine. Do that too. So floor's open. Who who would like to talk? I will, Rhonda. Oh. Okay, so Bill? The one thing that I, I, I don't cook, the one thing I do like is my toaster oven. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I um, really like it. So, like, when I'm fixing fish or something like that, and I, and I cannot fix in the microwave. Because 90% of the stuff I cook, I cook in the microwave. But I really like my toaster oven. Okay. And, Bill, when you cook in your toaster oven, um, I'm assuming, do you use mostly the tray that comes with the toaster oven, or do you use a different um, tray or uh, lay the stuff on I, a rack? I use the tray that came with the toaster oven, and I would love to find a deeper one um, mm-hmm. so I could take the rack out because, you know, I would... Uh, would would really like to find a, a deeper one, you know, that could, you know, because the one I have is like, um, as I say, like a cookie sheet. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and I would I would love to find a deeper one, because you know I, I like wrap it in tin foil and put the fish on it, and or uh, put a pork chop on it, or chicken patty or, uh, you know, something I want to boil. Okay. All right. You might want to, you can actually put some of that kind of thing right on your rack uh, if you're wrapping it in tinfoil rather than putting it in your pan. Um, Some of you that do toaster ovens might, I I haven't used a toaster oven for a long time, but... uh, when I did use it, I would put some things right on the rack. Anybody else a toaster oven aficionado so you can <laughs> pipe in on this one? This is Deanna. Uh, you can put things right on the rack. I'm looking for the perfect. Well, I want that now there's several like toaster ovens, but they're big. They're bigger than toaster ovens, actually, but they are used for toaster ovens, too. And I'm looking for the perfect one that has the air fryer, grill, slow cooker, and whatever else they want to put in it. I can find two out of three, one that has an air fryer and a grill, or one that has an air fryer and a slow cooker. And I haven't decided which one I want yet, but that's not what I was going to tell you. My favorite item is, this is a silly item, but it's just a long, skinny spatula, because I use it for everything. And they used to be hard to find, but now they're kind of not. They're pretty, the metal ones. I like the metal ones, even though I can't use them with non-stick pans, I like them for brownies and different things. So um, it used to be hard to find those in the grocery store, but now it's not, so I'm glad. So it's a spatula that's that's long and skinny as opposed to yeah. being kind of fresh? Uh-huh. Yeah, just the metal spatula. The, oh, gosh, we probably had them in home ec when we were in school, but that, just that metal, I really I like it a lot. I try to keep... One where nobody knows where it is except me, and the other one is used all the time, but 
I have this extra one in case I can't find the one that somebody else has used and put in the dishwasher or something. <laughs> okay. And I use it for everything. I probably use it when I'm not supposed to on nonstick stuff, but I, yeah, I just do. Okay. Who else? Um, I'll go. My favorite kitchen item is my iPhone for Uber Eats. No, just kidding. Um, it is. Um, it, it is really um, my Alexa microwave. Actually, um, even though it's you know it's kind of small, so you have to be careful what you cook in it. But I actually I really like it because um, you don't have to worry about you know like labels falling off and stuff like that. So um, I use that all the time. Can you still get them? Uh, maybe? I don't know. That's, yes, you can. I love mine. <laughs> I have the, I have the big one, and I'm telling you, it is great. Because you can just walk around your kitchen or whatever and order your microwave around. It's yep. wonderful. Yep. And I've heard her do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I have to have one of those. Yeah, Adam I'm went gonna, from he didn't like he didn't like you know turn the micro on, microwave on with uh, when it had just the labels or the scotch tape because I just labeled mine with scotch tape. He didn't use it that much, and uh, when the Alexa oven came, I'm telling you, he became uh, really good at turning that microwave on and off. <laughs> oh, I just I just have a new Mother's Day wish, but no, that's okay. <laughs> Mm. All right. I'll be looking that up as soon as roundabout's over. Well, why wait? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Because I'm afraid I won't be able to get back on. <laughs> yeah. Now, that microwave, the one that I have, has an air fryer and the convection oven in it. But I have not learned to use those. I've been too busy. It works so well for the microwave. I've not taken the time to learn how to use the air fryer feature, uh, nor the convection feature. I will say that the reviews on the air fryer feature are not very good. But I can tell you that for microwaving, it's great. And you can set the, um, if, if what you need needs to cook, say, on 50%, or whatever, you can set those power levels just with your speech. You don't have to mark anything on that oven. Wow. Oh. So what should I tell the Alexa to search for? Oh, I meant to say Echo, but anyway. What should I tell that device to search for? Um, well, it's on Amazon. That's where you have to get it. And so you go to Amazon and search for the, um, you know, for the smart microwave. And it should come up. I probably would put Alexa before that because it might find other other, other things too. Yeah, or even, just, or even just Google. Just go to Google and probably and type in Amazon uh, 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 smart microwave. That should bring it right up. And you and you you can you can tell you can talk to her and tell her to shop for it, and she'll shop for it. Yeah, well, no, that's awesome. that or that too. Yeah, but you do want to remember that there's a small one and a big one. Yeah, and I wish I would have got the big one. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see what happens. 
Alexa, shop for a smart microwave. Amazon's choice is Sharp Smart Countertop Microwave Oven 1.4 cubic foot, stainless steel. It's $169.99 with delivery by May 12. To hear what other customers think, just say, what are the reviews? Yep, there it is. Um, yeah, it came back. It's a Sharp, and it's 1.4 cubic feet. So that's the big. That's the big one. That's the big one, and it said it's one six one sixty nine, and um, I think I paid one ninety nine for. No, maybe not. Um, yeah, I, I got mine when it first came out. I was gonna bring it to the twenty nineteen convention, and and show it, but it didn't arrive until the day the convention opened. <laughs> <laughs> and I really seriously thought about getting an Uber and coming and getting it, but I didn't know how to set it up. <laughs> And then when I got it out of the box and set it up, I plugged it in, and it paired itself. Oh, my goodness. I didn't have to oh. do anything. I could just wow. It, which I did. That's awesome because I, I had to do my – I had to pair mine, so that's pretty cool. No, it just paired itself right up, and it was good. You got to remember, Nanda, you didn't buy it outright. It was bound in an option. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that's that's a good point, Joey. Because remember, we didn't have to pair the studio okay. when we got it. Yes, yes, yes. And it was paired. It paired to my studio because I had the studio in the kitchen by then, and it just it just paired right. I think I had the studio at that point. So, wow. Okay. Any any others? This is Deb. Deb. I have a favorite kitchen item. It's simple. It's a scoop that has a lever on it and it'll push out whatever's in the scoop when you press the lever and I use it to serve mashed potatoes I use it to fill muffin cups um, scoop out ice cream that thing gets a lot of use and it, it's about a quarter of a cup I'd say so you know if you're if you're putting mashed potatoes on your plate you probably want three scoops <laughs> but yeah. Or more if you're Adam. <laughs> if you're trying to watch your waistline not get too big. Yes. Um, I don't have something I really don't like. Um, that comes. Oh, yes, I do. This darn can opener I just bought from Walmart. It's supposed to take the lid off of... It, the whole, you know, the whole top off the can, so you don't have a sharp lid. I uh-huh. cannot work that thing. Brian can't work it. Neither of us. We can't get it to work. Just, it, uh, it's useless. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> well, I really oh. The Pampered Chef one is much better, mm-hmm. and even that was stubborn sometimes. <laughs> well, I have one of the old, old-fashioned ones that you clip on the side of the can. And then you have that, um, uh, it's not a crank, uh, but you turn it, um, and, and it cuts the lid off. And mine does, it doesn't leave a, a sharp edge very much. Uh, it might leave one little bitty point on there. I was thinking about it tonight when I was opening the can that it really, I mean, I've had one of those over the years many, many times. And I like them a whole lot better because I tell you, I just cannot 
can openers, and I don't don't sometimes. No, I don't. They just and we just don't sometimes get along. No, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I have I have some arthritis in my hands, and so with can openers, I sometimes have to just really rub my hands together and get my, you know, make a couple of fists and get things all warmed up so I can um, do them. But uh, two of my favorite kitchen things, I have, um, and I can't tell you what kind, but there are uh, different types of jar openers that are just those pieces of plastic um, that are, that have some friction that, that when you put them around the top of a jar and then open them. And I had one that just, it, it helped, but not a whole lot. And um, somebody on the uh, buy-sell trade list that, that I'm on uh, was selling them, and I got a couple of hers, and they're just marvelous. And they, they have a little more, they're a little stickier, so they really... Um, hold on to the jar top as you turn it and you really get the the kind of connection you need. And so now I don't have any trouble opening most jars. Um, my other favorite thing is just a, a talking timer. I, my housemate and I both use that thing. Um, we're both blind and um, we, we cook separately because we eat different things. So, um, we both. There hardly is a day that we don't set that timer for something or other. You don't use your Alexa? Not so much. Uh, I do sometimes, and I use my phone sometimes, but mm-hmm. neither. nothing is usually in the kitchen, and the timer's right there, and it's just so handy. Oh, okay. Uh, talking, yeah, yeah. talking about Alexa, uh, they, we have one of them. They have a Echo Flex uh, little little bit speaker that we got one we use in the kitchen for a timer, and usually it works pretty good. Sometimes she or sometimes none of them hears very well, but uh, usually, uh, what was it, twenty dollars or I think nineteen. Anyway, it's you know it just plugs in and uh, you know it's it's not very big at all, but it makes a good kitchen timer. What's it called, Kendall? Echo Flex. Echo Flex. Is that what? Yeah, I didn't know about those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you can ask her about it, and she'll she'll tell you about them. And well, let me see. I like that. How much is the price for Echo Flex? Okay. Anybody else have an Echo Flex? I found Echo Flex. Southern Smart Speaker. It's $24. Nice, nice $24. Uh, Twenty four ninety nine, but it, it'll probably come back down. It because uh, it, it did that before she bought it, and then. They they always out of control. I mean. <laughs> and does it look? It, is it a smaller version of the dot? Oh yeah, it's just a little square. Reminds you of an oversized, uh, you know, block, you know, like you plug your iPhone or whatever, uh, oversized, you know, block thing that you, it's real little and real thin. And, uh, I think it's got a USB in 
it to plug a plug a you know charger if you want to, but I'm, I believe it does. And uh, hmm. does it do everything the block the, the dot does? Yeah, it plays oh. music and everything. I just found a new thing uh, I'm gonna yeah, have to buy. <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't sound good because it's you know the I speaker know. on it. So it little, sound yeah. Good for for music, yeah. But it would. That sounds you know. cool. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go but spend some money. <laughs> but it does make a good kitchen timer, though. This is turning into an expensive call. It is. I should have stayed on this call. Amen. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see what else we can come up with for us to buy. <laughs> the next roundabout will be what new devices do you have? <laughs> oh. Oh, it'll be how do you pay your credit card off? Well, <laughs> right. right. We already, I already have that question. Especially so. right. since the auction will be coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I can't it'll be after the auction. Yeah, I've got my eye yeah. on a couple of things for that auction, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> after the auction, the next roundabout should be what did we all buy? <laughs> yeah. Okay, who else? This is Terry, and... I just wanted to share with you all that I uh, looked in the JAWS settings and found the answer to my question. If you're using a Braille display with JAWS and you want to change the input and output Braille method, go into the JAWS utilities menu and uh, go down to the, um, the, set, the settings center and then choose Braille, and then you'll find all kinds of things. I now have my uh, input and output in contracted non-UEB Braille. So it just took oh, a minute. Braille, Braille, right, good. Yeah, the well, the I know. The real Braille. The real Braille. Yeah. Um, and I know that UEB has its place, but uh, right. not in my uh <laughs> it's, its place is not on my note taker. Right, right, right. Uh, I'm I'm getting used to it, but it's still. Uh, it, it's, yeah, it, I mean, it, I can uh, read it, but golly, yeah. and I know why they did it. There, there was a yeah. good reason to do it. Sadly, right. I think it's going to hurt young kids' reading fluency. It is. It right, is. it is. Yeah. Yeah, but, not, but, and that was supposedly also... the reason they created it. You know, right? So, well, not right. so much oh, for fluency. Kids don't have to learn. Uh, that things mean two or three things. Well, so as a result, right. you know, you can't. They can't read anything. So yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. no, they did, they did it to have the direct correspondence between uh, print and braille, so that everything in every possible kind of markup can be yeah. done in braille. It, yeah, right. we don't need all but that. The thing, it, it don't need it, and it doesn't need to look like print. It wasn't designed that way, so why in the you term make it Aaron. look well, like it? You know, there are you know. sadly there are some circumstances on on in testing where it where the you know the thing that is uh, choose the word that really fits in the sentence instead of the word that is uh, underlined in yellow. And yeah, yeah, that has but but yeah. sadly these two character. These two character punctuation and other marks are really, really yeah. slow. Yeah, and it can take a yeah. whole line of those. And if mm -hmm. and if a kid yeah. hasn't learned it, it does the kid no good because they can't right. figure out what's underlined. And what it is, it. right? Yeah. Well, even yeah. if you're looking at it from the perspective, like if you, if you have a forty cell braille display, and you, I do a lot of recruiting work and document work, those formatting changes. 
take up a lot of room that could be used for other things. Right. You know, it's just it, a mess. It's, it's yeah. a mess. It's so like, it's like a bunch of society people apex. did it. <laughs> right. I've outlawed, I've outlawed it on my apex. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. C-A-T-I-O-N is king in my house. I mean, you know. Yes. Right. And Asian and Allie are well into live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My dog's name was Allie, so welcome. I had to read a word with a double D in it the other day. I don't remember if it was maybe address or something. And I sat there and I looked at that word because both D's were there. Yeah. I figure out what the word was yep. for a moment. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. really hard to figure out what K-E dot five M-A-P-Y means. What is that one? Evil therapy. Evil therapy. Well, yes. But it's oh. really weird to see K-E and then dot five M, which yes. for those of you that don't know, means mother oh, in yes. Braille. So K E mother A P Y, you know that's weird. So. Yes, it is. Yeah. Hey, so. Oh my God, that's that horrible. Is horrible. To me, that I know. is awful. But that's U E B. That's U E B. To me, well, simplification is worse. Is the worst thing about U E B. That's the worst thing. I hate it. Really. Oh. <laughs> and they should have made a rule to not use one of the contracted like dot five or other contractions across syllables. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But there's yes. no such rule, and so it, it makes things look really weird. Gosh. Oh. Uh, you know, just real strange. Wow. Uh, yeah, that would get me, too. Yeah. Like, no, no little kid. Me a minute. I had to spell it out in my head to get the yeah, word. Yeah, me, too, but no right. little kid's going to get that because... No. Key mother happy. That's like when my, you know, when my friend, well, this is, she's totally, I mean, she's cited, but when my friend's daughter was learning to read and she was reading African-American, you know, it came out a freaking American. Because, you know. <laughs> 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 so, you know. Oh, oh, that's great. That's awesome. This is Susan. And mm-hmm. I found out this week that I really like my Victor Stream or Victor Trek um, mm-hmm. because I had to send it to the shop, and and and, and it got really? it, and it got back to my house. Um, mm-hmm. Some of you may like reading books on the phone, and that's that's your thing and all that stuff. But when you get emails on a phone and you're trying to work and you're trying to read and you're trying to make hay while you don't have work to do. And he, uh, you don't want to be interrupted with emails and all that stuff. So I am very grateful that I have my trek back. Mm. That Good. That's awesome. And I do not have to worry about an email interrupting. Any labeling ideas? I do like my Galaxy, even though it's going to be on bartered time. Whenever it dies, it dies, I guess. But I like it. Okay. And, and tell us. What, is it, what are they doing with that? What is it, Susan? Tell us. My Galaxy is uh, it, it, it um, is a barcode reader, and oh, I, the barcode reader. Yeah, yes, I yes. love. I love it. I have one of the um, old. Um, it's not a Galaxy. I have the old ID Mate, and and I I love mine too. It, 
I hate that they're going away because I use mine and I, I mean, they just read barcodes and, you know, you can identify packages with it and read package instructions and all that stuff. And yes, you can do it with other things, but I, I really do like those, you know, that line of products for Envision America. So I agree with you. I'm sad they're disappearing. Right. Yeah, I am too. That wide angle um, barcode lens is marvelous because you you don't have to have an exact, you don't have to be pointing exactly at the code for it to, to, to see it. Whereas with anything that gets like an iPhone with the iPhone camera, um, you it's you just have such a small area that you have to hit if you're gonna um, be able to use the barcode. It takes reader. it takes me forever mm-hmm. to get the seeing AI barcode thing lined up for it to tell me something, yeah. and then it doesn't want to read think the code. CNI, I'm yeah. convinced seeing AI doesn't work. I'm just very convinced. I can't use. I have trouble with that app. Like I told, I told doing anything with it. <laughs> now I like it. It's money identifier is good. Oh, I adore yeah, that. Identifier works. Yeah, the only thing, but I think with seeing AI, their um, their uh, money identifier is really mm-hmm. good and quick mm-hmm. and reliable. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the other thing that's super good in seeing AI is their um, light, uh, that light detector. Oh, that is that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, so they use that at um, at UCHM. Uh, mm-hmm. To make sure the lights were off, and <laughs> we we used it, and then um, I see. I guess it was. I don't know if it was the 2019 or the 2018 convention, but we had these couple of people that lived in that complex that attaches to UCHM, and they kept complaining. Well, they leave the lights on and all this. Well, um, this this one time I got really fed up with it because I knew we were checking it with the light with the light probe, and um, and so I was on the UCHM board at the time, and I went to the board meeting, and uh, this was after whichever convention it was, and so I just said to the board at the end, I said, oh, would you like a little, um, I just want to do a little demo here for something, and I said, um, here's how, there's, there's something we can use to make sure we know if the lights are on or off. Oh, really? And I said, yes. So I took the phone. And, of course, turn on seeing AI, and, of course, it made a sound when the lights were on in the room. And then I, I asked Mark Callis, I said, now, would you go over and turn the lights off? And I stuck the phone under the table to make sure it wasn't seeing a light from out in the hallway or something. And, of course, it went off. And they said, oh, where's the sound going? I said, well, that's how we know the lights are off. And you know what? There was not another complaint after that <laughs> about us leaving the lights on. To say it, I wanted to say one more thing about the technology and that is um you know susan was card was talking about her victor and so on and and everybody really went with that and really liked it uh somehow or other i got uh on with the book ports and book port plus michael mccarty is the one that got me started on that because i wanted some way to record and edit uh, digitally, and uh, the printing house had come out with that. Michael really knew about it, and so I have gotten stuck with the book ports, 
and I can edit with that thing. I, I can edit, you know, an hour's worth of recording with my left hand and never touch it with my right hand. And, you know, to me it's uh, so easy to use on editing and, and so on. I like the recording sound that I get with it. I like mm-hmm. um, you know, the way that I can edit. But nobody else ever got into book ports. Everybody immediately yeah. went to the stream when it came out. Right. And so I'm, I've, for years I've been yeah. out there on my own. Um mm-hmm. You know, without anybody else really liking well, it. I'm sure that well, I, I like it. <laughs> I liked it. The stream's call, the stream's audio quality it does not compare to the Bookport Plus or even uh, since APACE doesn't sell that device anymore. Freedom Scientific sells the Textile Pocket, which is the same name, uh, the same thing as the Bookport Plus, but under a different uh, company mm. and brand name. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that was the same thing. And what's it yeah, it's the same thing. The Plex Talk Pocket. Yeah, Plex Talk Pocket from uh, Freezer Scientific mm-hmm. this month or Vespero of the next. You know, it just yeah. depends on <laughs> what you're going to call Whatever them. they call themselves. Well, I, right. now I know the Plex Talk Pocket has the same hardware, but yeah. I'm not clear that it has the same software. It doesn't have the same software. It's a little bit different, but mm-hmm. mainly structurally, structurally, and the way you would do things, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. Well, any other topic? Anybody? Oh, I don't know. What about housekeeping stuff? All right. Nah, just get a cleaning lady. Me too, Natalie. When you find one, let me know. Now, don't they have programs uh, built, you know, where you uh, can get help? On something like that. Yes, they they have a program uh, where you can where you can get help, and you can get anywhere from starting four. Let's see. I think the lowest one is four hours a week, all the way up to forty hours a week, depending oh, wow. on depending on what you need and. Uh, they they go anywhere from like what I have. I have the one that they call the housekeeping, and that's just she does housekeeping and runs errands and reads mail and reads uh, all all that type of stuff. And then they have a the next level up. You you know what they'll come and help you dress and help you take a shower and. Uh, you know, it just depends on your uh, on on your needs. You have to meet a certain income for that, though, don't you? Yes, <laughs> depends on your income and um, uh, and age. Age age also contributes to if you're over sixty, over sixty-five. They have different rules and different. Uh, you know, eligibility levels and everything. It, um, it, the income uh, is one of the considerations, but it's also your medical needs and um, your um, age. All three uh, are 
they they use in deciding if you're eligible or not. There, there are advertisements on WHS radio, for instance, for the state cabinet for family services or whatever it's called. And, right. Uh, it's 877-925-0037. And apparently oh. they talk about all kinds of health services and, I don't know, just all kinds of uh, things on the advertisement uh you know, where people would need help, um, you know, in going places, going to doctor's appointments and all oh. types of stuff. So if that might be a good... Deb Lewis, you had a comment? Yeah, if you go through that number that Adam just gave, I think you'll get faster service. Because I've I been told that uh, KIPTA can take up to a year to get you service. But if you go through the state... Cabinet for Family and Health yeah, Services cabinet. or something like that. If you go through that, it's a lot faster. Okay. And I applied in October, and they were finally, you know, got to me in January. And then I finally got somebody in March, and she didn't work out. And I was supposed to have a new worker today, and she didn't show up. All right. Um, well... Uh, anybody have any quick, um, like, labeling tips that, or things that, they, that they're doing to um, organize things? Um, Deb again. You know, One of the things I had them had the, uh, aid do uh, was she went in my kitchen, and I had her put the vegetables, the canned vegetables, on one side of the shelf, the fruit put on the other side of the shelf. So I can use my barcode reader to read what they are, but it's a lot faster when you're looking for green beans if you're not searching through the peaches as well. <laughs> well, if you can if you can get all those, you know, if you've got four or five cans of something and you can get them all put together, that sure is better than having to use a barcode reader to look at every can. <laughs> right. You can make labels, too, and put on your cans, and you could use oh, rubber yeah. bands if you're... If you can't read Braille and you're you're not able oh. to reprint anymore, and you only use three or four kinds of canned goods, you could use a system of rubber bands and put one on, say, one on the corn, two on the peas, and three on the carrots. Oh yeah, something like that. You can do that. Mm-hmm. I prefer to use frozen vegetables whenever possible. I feel like they're healthier for me. Mm-hmm. And I can find, I can feel through the bags what they are a right. lot of times. And sometimes uh, when you can't, well, what I do is I get a, one of the two-gallon Ziplocs, and if I have three bags of broccoli, I put all three in it, and then I label the Ziploc. Um, right. Yeah, that really comes in handy. Also, you can. There are various uh, kinds of art um, supplies that that are magnets that you can then, if you want to Braille or large print a label on, you can do that, and um, the magnet has a, it does have a sticky surface that you can peel off and put the, uh, the, the your label on the front, and then it will stick on something metal like a can. Um, you also can use, I often use, um, when I get, in the mail, the the kinds of bumper stickers that often come as promos for a cause or whatever, they are magnetic, 
and they often can hold Braille. I assume that if you wanted to, you could say, put a file folder label on on that surface and write something in larger print and then use that to label your cans with. So you don't have to buy expensive magnetic uh, labeling tape. I have um, used uh, there. You can get like sheets of paper that have uh, that are pla- that are uh, plastic on top with peel off backing that then underneath of the sheet is is sticky, and you can uh, make labels. I think you could you can do either large print or braille and, and cut them off, and they seem to do pretty well in the yeah, freezer. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. I have had really bad luck with Dymo tape in the freezer. It it, it seems stay. like it it yeah, yeah, it won't it won't stay on. But this stuff does better. What is it called now? I'm sorry, I don't know the name, but you can get I know that APH used to sell it in a lot of places, probably the Braille Superstore. It's it is a sheet of like eight and a half by eleven, that you the you cut off the size mm-hmm. after you make your label and then cut it, cut it out, and then you can pull the back off. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, also you can get that stuff from office stores. Mm-hmm. Yes, it used to be for lamination covers. Yeah. It would be you know if you wanted to laminate something, you could, and so it comes in a package and. Some of it is really better than others, and now I don't know which is better. I know one thing, it all works better when you use a slate, because I don't know the Braille comes out better but than a Braille writer, but the Braille and the Braille writer comes out a little, I don't know, fat or mushy or something. But but it's okay. Mm-hmm. The slate is better. It's sharper. Mm-hmm. But now, like in Restoria's case, she'd be marking it in large print. Large, in print. large print. And okay. you can get something that I think could be really nice for freezers, um, other brands too, but Avery makes all kinds of different sized labels, and they are on a sheet. But you pull them off, and when you pull them off, then they have a sticky back, and they're made for print writing. For either yeah, on a computer, you could make yeah. And but I wonder if they get distorted in the freezer when it, you know because then they get damp. Well. Particularly if, if you were to put your stuff inside a good Ziploc, um, that might that might keep them from getting. Well, now that is true. Ziploc bags could really help the uh, the print not to smear. I was just thinking that you know years ago people said you could wash out, you could wash. Yeah. So just it, throw them out and use a new one. I well, mean, now I I can say yeah. that I have washed Ziploc bags. The ones I like are expensive. Um, they're the ones. Not the ones that actually have the zipper mechanism, not the ones that you press together. I be- yeah. I tend to think that the ones with the zipper mechanism keep out wet dampness better. And oh, so, yeah, I like the zip. Better, so, yeah. the, it, you know, you might want to wash those because they are fairly costly, but uh, they might really help the. And you know what, Restoria, you can, it's hard to find, but you can find freezer tape still. And that stuff really is supposed to hold writing in a freezer because that's what it's made for. Um, I might try, well, I would 
try a supermarket maybe. Um, and I'd search on Amazon for freezer tape. Yeah, because you can get all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. But um, but also when you're getting Ziploc bags of whatever description, if you get them at Sam's, they're a whole lot cheaper because you get them. Yes, you get them in a big box, but you know they're not going to go bad. They don't get right. <laughs> it's not like you have a use by date on a Ziploc bag. <laughs> and, and um and and if if you get them there, they are a lot lot cheaper than they are at at Kroger or whatever. I like that idea too with that gallon bag because I have a lot of problems, you know, seeing clothes. So right, this yeah. can put all those uh, vegetables in, and that will really make a difference. Thank you. You're welcome. It really helps me. And you want to get they're two gallon. Um, if you if you think you're going to have more than two packages of oh, okay. the, the one gallon, get, yeah, two gallon ones. They're, yeah. they, you can. Oh, they're, they're good. They're wonderful. They're mm-hmm. in the, you could get them in supermarkets and in any other place or on Amazon or I'm sure at Sam's. Anywhere, anywhere Ziploc bags are sold, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have discovered <laughs> that I didn't think I could, but it turns out, yes, um, that I can turn those bags inside out and use them. Of course, I pick yeah. up after my dog and I normally use like Kroger bags to do that. Mm-hmm. But these, you, these the, the good, the better quality ones will tolerate being turned inside out and then mm-hmm. you know, pick up and flip them back to the right side and zip it up and drop it in your outside garbage can and there you are. Yeah. So, <laughs> I bet it keeps your garbage can from being kind of smelly too. It, it, it helps, yeah. I mean, the other ones I tie in, in tight knots, but this really <laughs> does help that. Mm-hmm. How much easier if you just zip it up? Yep. <laughs> Anybody else? Well, I want to go back to the kitchen. I'm still searching for the perfect chopper. Now, oh, I like God. the Pampered Chef. I like, I like the Pampered Chef one with the string and you pull it, but it doesn't do celery very well, or at least I haven't. No, oh, we have one in the yard. I mean, in the auction. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what do you have in the auction? We do. It is a. Uh, it is a manual food processor. Oh, is it the pampered chef? One? No, we're about to spring forth with a description here. This is the miracle chopper. Have you had that, Deanna? No, it's called Uh-oh. a five-in-one miracle chopper. This is in the auction. You won't be able to wait until it comes up. It says it's a salsa maker, a blender, a slicer, a shredder, and it does julienne. Uh, it comes with a triple-bladed surgical steel samurai chopping blade that won't bend or rust and are designed for fast and even chopping. Anti-skid base, pouring spout, five-cup bowl. Uh, it comes with a slicer blade, a julienne blade, and a shredder blade. Uh, slice your favorite veggies for sandwiches and salads. Cut thin strips of veggies like carrots and zucchini. Shred cheese, lettuce, and more. Perfect for chopping nuts, herbs, salsa, hummus, guacamole, and you can chop, onion, chop onions with it, and garlic. Keep from stinking up your kitchen. Uh, spin it a few times for large chunks. 
spend more for smaller ones and keep on turning if you want to puree the food. Uh, the plastic parts are BPA-free and food-safe plastic. This was put in by Patty and David. Oh, Patty. Well, Patty must not like it, so there might be a reason. No, well, no, no, no. This, um, it, it's new. It has, it has never been used. It's, um, new and in its box, but David's mom had it. And okay. so they're putting it in, you know, they always put something in in her memory that's from the things that, okay. they, that she had. <laughs> so it could be mine. Well, I've already told people I will veto any bid, um, mm -hmm. that is on Patty's, um, dinner. <laughs> Hey, hey, I want, I want some of <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, it's 9.30. Yeah, this has been fun. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody. Well, I'm dancing up, well, I'm dancing up, yeah.